Campfire. Fireside Chats. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome campers to this week's Fireside Chat. Just a couple of quick announcements, and then we'll get to this week's guest. Patreon.com slash Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. Choose the tier that best suits your preferences, and get access to exclusive and discounted merch, behind-the-scenes looks at the writing and editing process, two weekly shows, Lights Out, which is an exploration of short horror, and Midweek Weird, a 40 and News update. We have a couple of bigger monthly shows in the works as well. Now, in addition to all of this, you can get monthly swag bags filled with cool campfire merch. So what are you waiting for? If you want the whole world to know that you're a diehard camper, go find the link in this episode's description, or go through our link tree on any of our socials, and check out our merch store. Stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, all with the fantastic design work by Jonathan Dodd, Easton Hawk, and the Crescent Hair. While you're in that link tree, tap on the Discord button and come join the community that we're building. Our Discord is a place where we can connect with all of you on a more personal level. So get over there and join the fun. And now to this week's guest. This week, I had the distinct pleasure of sitting down with Todd Purse. He's a comic book artist, he's a musician, he's the host of the Create Magic Pod. This was an awesome conversation. We talked a lot about the connections between art, the creative process, and the paranormal. Um, And he's very enthusiastic. He's very curious, which always makes for a good conversation. So, yeah. Enjoy. All right, Todd. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm super psyched. We, um, we've been talking for a while about doing it and finally, finally making it happen. So the thing is, before I ever knew you, I knew your art because I've been listening to the Kryptonaut boys for quite a while. And I know you've done a lot of, a lot of work with them. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to start by asking, like, how did, how you got hooked up with them? That's, uh, so yeah, they're my good friends at this point, I'd say, and uh, I've been listening to their podcast. They're one of the first, like, real high strangeness podcasts I got into when I got down that rabbit hole and went through all the, uh, the big ones and the basic stuff, and I think it's the one I've connected to the most. So I just reached out to Mark one day and was like, but kind of a few years ago now when I didn't really have uh, enough money to sign up for Patreon and stuff. And I was like, hey, I love your all's Monday episodes. I do artwork inspired by it. Can I do T-shirts for you? Things like that. And uh, they were all far too nice and, you know, definitely compensated me for everything. And yeah. th- it was uh, it was one of those uh, real nice types of uh, uh, friendships that I think that 
the whole paranormal community has kind of showed me is possible. Like those guys are just too too nice and have done too much for me at this point. Like I and I just love the stories they tell. So I mean, it's the perfect. A lot of this stuff I use for inspiration for you know my art and stuff like that. So starting the week with just some really weird shit is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they definitely deliver on that. Absolutely. Man, the the couple episodes they've done about like living puppets, like oh. like living like Muppet doll, weird the man. Those freaking out. Those the like anything that has to do with like a fictional character actually being like the Big Bird ones. There's been a few Big Bird ones that really yeah. freaked me out, and they were also like the first ones I heard really cover the uh, Sam the Sandown Clown yep. uh, encounter and like. That was just, I think that was like one of the first ones that really set my imagination reeling and being like, oh yeah, this is, this is all too good. <laughs> like as yeah. far as just like, uh, you know, a, uh, a well of create of creative juice. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, they were a big inspiration for me wanting to start this show because I realized when I started listening to them, like, oh, you don't just have to tell a hundred stories about people who got abducted by aliens. You know, like you don't totally. have to just you don't have to make a whole show talking about grays. Yeah, no, um, and it's uh almost more boring if you do. I mean, like yes. the grays are great and scary and horrible and wonderful. Maybe I don't know. I don't sure. know what I feel about those uh, little <laughs> things, but uh, but I really love just like the one-off batshit crazy. Like you're just. I don't know. There's something that seems more authentic about those experiences or more personalized or something oh, yeah. that I, I really enjoy about. Yeah. I mean, if you ask me, the higher the strangeness, the better. Like, Definitely. I, I love that <laughs> shit for sure. So I also wanted to ask you, because you recently just, what, a couple months ago launched your own podcast. It's like a daily yeah. podcast. And I'm like obsessed with it. Oh, I, that's so nice. <laughs> I love those, like, because they're real quick shots, right? They're just, like, a few minutes each. Yep. And it's it's a great way to, like, start your day. Oh, that's for sure. great. Thank you so much. Yeah. What was the impetus behind that? Like, what? So, a little bit ago, I started doing a uh, comic slash art zine called Personal Folklore. And really, I just wanted to push myself to make a physical publication once a month for about five months in a row. I'm at month four. Next month will be month five, and I think I'm going to hit it. And yeah. really, I just wanted to... I have all this stuff that sits on Instagram or in my iPad or all these digital means. And I think uh, I grew up in a you know punk scene where it doesn't feel real until I can hold it and like see it in real life. And maybe that's yep. a very antiquated way of looking at things. But I just started doing that because it felt good again and I really needed a, a fun personal project so they're all comics based on paranormal thoughts and just fun little goblin comics and stuff that I post on Instagram and some things I don't post on Instagram so uh, people reached out for a way to subscribe to that so I set up a Patreon so they subscribe to it and then a couple people were like hey you should do a little podcast where you talk about the stuff like that you think about when you're drawing 
that always feels weird to me to be honest like <laughs> i've uh in like interviews and stuff where people are so like what's your inspiration where do you come up with your ideas i usually uh skirt the whole topic by being like i just draw what my five-year-old tells me to draw like he's really into butt crack monsters right now <laughs> and i have like a sketchbook full of butt crack monsters that i'm really stoked about and uh, yeah. so i mean essentially like that's a but this was a way to kind of help me uh one provide some more extra fun stuff for the patrons and be able to kind of think about the things i draw a little bit more so it's actually been i I don't want to say like therapeutic but it's made me think through a lot more of a lot of the stuff i do is very uh subconscious you just kind of let pen pen go and things come out and then i'll put words to it afterwards so this has made me think a little bit more plan a little bit more i guess and i don't know yeah so like your your usual styles are just kind of like let the universe work through you right and for the most part that i can tell that like in the podcast you're because you it they are quick but you get pretty introspective talking about like how you're feeling in the moment and like what that morning was for you you know and i feel like that's that's really cool thank you would you say it like helps you get closer to what you're creating like because you understand it more yourself totally and it's like so one of the so i get up around like three o'clock three thirty every day and i'll start with doing my drawing so i'll draw from about usually three thirty to four thirty, and then i record the podcast from four thirty to five thirty ish and then teddy's usually up by six because he doesn't like to sleep at all apparently so <laughs> i'm in dad mode by six so i try and get that whole like chunk of time i try and uh just keep re- and to be honest, what I used to do before I did the podcast was do the drawing, and then I would do uh, a series of either like reading comics or like do some different like kind of meditative stuff. But I found the podcast actually now that it's all set up as far as like the uh, function of it all, and all I have to do is really talk and make the music. I make little different music things in the background. That's become like my kind of daily meditative practice, and it's been really, really fun. And I like it way more than I thought I would. So I probably gonna stick with it for a while. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, anyone who hasn't checked it out should because it's it's very cool, and it's not like it's not a huge commitment. You know what I mean? Because it is just that that few minutes. It's just totally. like you get like a five minute window into like into an artist's life, just for five minutes, a real quick glimpse. And then you got to wait for tomorrow for another Absolutely. glimpse. I never know if people like the really short podcasts or if they do. I listen to like three or four that are in that vein where they're just mm-hmm. like short, quick daily doses of things. And I'm, I really like, I'm like, uh, I don't know if people dig, th- but either way, like I said, at this point, I just kind of been doing it and having a lot of fun with it. So thank you. I'm so glad you dig it. That means a yeah, lot to me. I do. Um, the first one like that, that's kind of like that, that I ever got into was, um, crypto chats which is uh kenzie right totally Um, totally and she does an awesome awesome podcast i think the longest episode is like 16 minutes Uh, yeah no that's yeah it's basically yeah she just like tears through the story gives you everything you need to know about whatever lumberjack folklore or whatever she's covering (laughs) that time and like yep and it's over and you're like i Part of you is like, man, I wish there were 20 more minutes of that, but totally. you leave satisfied at, at the same time, you know? 
Absolutely. There's a lot of uh, kids' podcasts, like kids' science podcasts and story podcasts I listen to with my uh, little dude, and mm-hmm. they have really gotten me into the short format. Like, the, these little dips, he's really into science. He wants to be an engineer when he grows up. All he watches is, like, YouTube engineering videos and science videos. It's so funny. Like, it's so awesome. different than, like, when I was growing up, all I wanted was, like, linear storytelling. Like, all I wanted was stories, but he's the exact opposite, where he's like, give me the facts, give me the, like, data. Yeah. I want to be I'm like this is great I'm learning so much more than I ever thought I would but uh but yeah there's a lot of really cool short little bursts of like mystery science podcasts for kids that I I think I've kind of uh was where I got the idea to do something that quick and plus it keeps it executable I mean anything I do from like the way I draw to uh I've play music and when i was learning to play instruments i never really cared about being like the best drummer or the best guitar player i wanted to write songs and be in a band so i got to a point where i could write songs and be in a band and then like i don't really care about like the rest of the technical aspect will come as it needs to come and i kind of feel that way like putting up barriers between creating stuff and like using technical ability to kind of allow you to push things off is a you know something that i can fall into and having a short podcast that i can execute every day there's no barrier i'm like here i'm in and out it takes a half hour to record it a half hour to do the music and i'm done and it's super fun so yeah that's i think it's important to kind of know set parameters that you can work in because if i was like i'm going to do a weekly podcast that's an hour long and it just wouldn't happen like i just want to do it (laughs) yeah i think and that makes a lot of sense coming from the punk scene too because that was like that's basically how punk music revolutionized music was like Let's take down every barrier to entry mm-hmm. and let's just hear what everyone has to say. You <laughs> That's know? why the Ramones will forever be my favorite band. Like, right. 100%. Like, there was, like, when you, you realize that you can say everything you need to say in a minute and a half with three chords and, yeah. like, that's yeah, it's all you need like there was something to seeing uh that picture of johnny and joey on the subway with their guitars in a shopping bag that forever I was yeah. Like, oh yeah you need no money like you know like yep. and it, i think the same thing happened with like the garage movement in the 60s like all yep. these middle class kids could afford cheap ass guitars and start these bands that led to some of like the i mean it's where punk came from i mean with sure. the it's definitely the, that idea is something i really value and i think is uh really important to keep in mind especially because yeah. like with how easy it is to make stuff and how easy it is to like work on things forever right now with i don't know like technology and stuff it's just kind of i could tweak things forever if i wanted to and i mean it's better just to let it lay sometimes <laughs> yeah absolutely that's a thing that playing music i think teaches you there is a point when the song is done yeah where and you could go past and ruin it or you could stop right there and just let it be right absolutely anyone who's ever written a song knows that point um sometimes you fail to recognize it and you end up (laughs) burning your own house down exactly yeah i i kind of like that like every everything that comes from you has that kind of feel that like i mean i'll just say that like punk rock feel right that like the art is not hyper technical Totally. You know what I mean? Like that's not what you do. No. They're <laughs> these like they're these cool, quirky, like beautiful expressions and they're just made and put out and that's what it is. Totally. I I think there's something like so one example I think of a lot is I 
you can go through my Instagram and probably find like a spelling error in every third post or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same thing where like I'm working on a very small time frame. And if I was to like stop and have someone proofread everything, it would mm-hmm. make it so it wouldn't get posted that day. It would make it so that it would. It's just the type of thing where like I'd re- people understand what it says. Like it's not yeah. like and like the people that. Like, I do get a lot of messages of people being like, hey, you know, just so you know, I love your artwork, but this... And I'm like, that's cool. You have to send that message because that's that's cool. I get it. But, like, at the same time, I'm like, it's either post it with the misspelling or just don't post it because I'm not gonna... And there's something that's, like, it takes the energy out of it to, like, send it to somebody and be like, is everything spelled right on this? And, like, I'm gonna yeah, put yeah. it up in an hour, so I gotta get a response in an hour, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. it just feels inauthentic or something. And, like, I do, like, when I print the zines, I have them proofread, proofread and I'm sure there's still plenty of... But there's something to that, like, you know, I'd rather put it out with the errors than just not put it out. And I think yeah. that I've worked with so many and just been friends with so many amazingly talented people that just suffer under that, like, no it's got to be perfect it can't see the light of day no one can see it and i'm like but it's amazing the way it is and you're just going to make it so no one ever sees it so just put it out yeah <laughs> but yeah. yeah i i think there's something to just kind of if you just do things and just keep putting it out there it it happens like if you want to be a graphic designer post graphic design stuff if you want to be a comic book you know just do what you want to do constantly and don't expect it to like you know pay your bills overnight or anything sure. but like it'll come true if you do it for 15 years and don't stop yeah, you know <laughs> absolutely and also with the way that with the way that social media in particular is built now with the or the way it operates within like the culture people like to go on the ride with you yeah but, like totally. people enjoy seeing you progress right and they like your yeah. ups and downs i love when like one of my favorite artists posts something and i'm like what was wrong with him that day? You know what I mean? Like we all and, have them. No, exactly. absolutely. Yeah. And like, I, uh, it's real. It feels real instead totally. of these just like over polished pieces that feel so calculated. Like there's nothing that turns me off to an artist faster than when I go to their Instagram page and it's like perfectly manicured. It's all in yeah. the same color scheme. It's like, totally. they have those three posts in a row that make up banners and, I'm like, no, this is too, it's too done. Yeah. I think uh, there's something to be said. Like, it's funny because, so my main gig is doing illustrations for a coffee company. And like, I do, they release two coffees a week. So I'm responsible for two illustrations a week, essentially. And I do some like social media, et cetera, stuff for them and whatnot. Sure. But like, essentially, like having to churn out that many images every year for the last seven years makes you let go of that preciousness it makes you be like yeah these aren't all going to be hits like you know you can love everything you do but be realistic and be like this is not everything can be the best thing you've ever done like you you just gotta do the work you just gotta do the work and eventually you and like what makes it so cool is you will get those little like level up moments that feel so authentically good and you're just like oh that just happened like i haven't felt one of those for five years but it happened and that's cool like that's or it might happen every couple months for a year and then not happen for another 10 like it's just one of those things that like i really think uh creativity in general and this is one of the things that got me like way back into the paranormal side of things is that there's no rhyme or reason to it and the more you can just open yourself up and like let things flow through you and 
dedicate yourself to a practice but stay open, then it's going to work out better than trying to be rigorous. Be like, I'm going to be the best oil painter. I'm going to yeah. be the best, like, you know, streetwear designer or whatever. The, sure. Like, it's just taking that kind of mentality out of it and just being like, I just want to make stuff and like, let's see what we can make and like go Absolutely. from there. Like, I think there's something that's, it might not be the fast track to success, but uh, it's, it worked okay for me so far. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So like you mentioned that before we started recording, you mentioned that, um, that what got you back into the paranormal stuff was having a kid, right? Um, totally. How, like how exactly did that, affect you yeah i uh i guess when we started trying to have kids and stuff and deciding that we wanted to be parents and whatnot and then it it actually happened i realized that like my brain always goes like five years in advance i'm like oh what am i going to do when he starts asking me about like the big stuff or like having to explain anything that like you know i haven't thought about in years because i've been busy trying to like you know make money and get to a point where i could start a family and figure out life and like you know figure out everything in general besides just the logistics of it and being an adult and like that led me down to reading and getting back into some spirituality stuff and going more classical philosophy and things like that which quickly led me back to the things that i loved growing up which was just like the big questions like once you start reading that like in 20 uh, well i guess at this point it was like 2016 or 2017 but like i was i'm like oh shit we still don't know nothing about the brain or consciousness or anything (laughs) okay cool then this is all like bigfoot ufos is all fair game and like the more you went down the like modern uh philosophy or psychology or even like the neuroscience stuff the more you realize there's just more questions and like the whole panpsychism thing seems to be what people are leaning towards which has always been one of my favorites that got me back into like Carl Jung and the archetypes and his UFO papers, which got me back into Robert Anton Wilson and John Keel and all the stuff that I kind of left left behind at like 16, 17 or something yeah. like that. I mean, I I think like we could probably relate to I got into paranormal stuff pretty much via a combination of like scary stories to tell in the dark and the Treehouse of Horror episodes of The Simpsons growing up. Once they started running X-Files after the simpsons on sundays i was just done like that was it so like that was like my introduction to paranormal and then i kind of gave it up for you know high school bands stuff but you know all the things that distract you but i think this was the most i got back into it was having kids because i was like this is all the same ideas i was trying to figure out how to express but i kind of relate more to them via the paranormal lens yeah that's very similar to the experience I had. Like, I was very into X-Files. I was very into the Treehouse of Horror stuff. I was very into scary stories to tell in the dark. I And by the time I was like... I think I was 14 when I read The Secret Cipher of the Euthanauts. That's awesome. Right? By uh, <laughs> Alan Greenfield. Absolutely. And it, like, blew my fucking mind. Like... Blew my. I was not ready for it. Like, I can't imagine it. For I didn't read that until Hell Year. So I mean, yeah. that's you know, way later. Obviously, yeah. it blew me away when I was like fourteen, and I I dove super deep for like a year, and then like punk rock fell in my lap. Yep, and I was like, <laughs> this is it. Nothing else matters. Yep. <laughs> like, totally. Yeah. No. I, and I, I didn't s- come back to it for for quite a while. 
Yeah, I said several times that a minor threat has broken my brain in many ways, in bad and good. Like, I definitely, I have a weird relationship with money because of the way I was brought up in the punk scene. I have a weird relationship with all kinds of stuff. But, uh, yeah, it definitely was, like we were talking about before we uh, started recording, like, more towards the materialists and more towards that, like, you know atheists like fuck everything this is all that's real is what's in front of you which i totally agree with to a certain extent but like when what's in front of you is just as magical as anything else and like weird then you gotta kind of you know really think about that (laughs) yeah absolutely i feel like of the people i grew up with there are two types of people right there are the people who stayed that way that we were when we were like 17 and Mm -hmm. like full-on materialist atheist like nothing is real except things i can touch and then there are people who realized the like magic of what was happening in those times and they followed down that rabbit hole and like never looked back absolutely and i'm i'm definitely part of the latter group (laughs) i i could never make it to the atheism totally too much of the world just felt like a mystery to me, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I couldn't I couldn't ever wrap my head around that. No, just that magical feeling of being in a basement and being a part of those shows and things like that and that whole creative spirit. Like that was the like I got into the punk scene not like I wasn't a musician, I didn't play any instruments. I got into it making flyers and being like how can i fit in here and like making zines and things like that yeah. and then i was like oh now i can figure out how to play guitar and like start a band and do all that side of it too and i don't know it's one of those things that like you realize that there's i think the people that progress with it are the people that realize that what they're tapping into is way more than just like you know of this earth or whatever you want to say yeah. <laughs> like there's uh, art in general and the create and creativity and the relation to the paranormal or the phenomenon or whatever you want to call it is something that's really special to me and something that I think like is not talked about enough to be honest like it's crazy even when you look at like uh, experiencers or the big stories like how many of them are artists and even just in my personal life like everybody that I'm friends with in the paranormal community is also an artist or a creative of some sort every creative person i know loves the paranormal and weird shit and spirituality yep. and there's just this giant mesh that connects the two i actually i want to add that as part of an element to the podcast that i'm doing right now where i start having you know people like yourself on that are more associated with the paranormal uh, community and talk to you about your creative endeavors and then have on my creative friends who are like full-time artists and talk to them about their paranormal experiences and see where the two kind of meet and like uh, there's something to all of that that really uh sparks something special in my brain yeah that sounds that sounds awesome of all these that we've that we all these interviews that we've done my the ones that i always love are when i get to sit down with artists i mean almost everyone i've spoken to from the you know i'll call it the scene um, they like you said, they're they're artists of some kind, right? Even Absolutely. the ones that don't quite realize that they're artists, that what they're doing totally. is art. You know, there's a lot of that. Um, a lot. 
that yeah. we uh, in this paranormal community, there's some of the best stor- like modern storytellers out there, and like yes. I don't think like whether it's the Kryptonaut dudes or uh, I don't know. There's so many. I mean, uh, I don't want to go down a name list and forget sure. a bunch of people, but there's so many people that like definitely are artists that probably do not, and like people that are preserving these folklore traditions that like yeah. it really is important like and it's cool i don't know i'm not the first person to say it for sure but it's cool how audio how auditory it's all become like with podcasting and how much these stories are spoken spoken word now because i do think it's like it's a different impact than reading the books like listening to stories that john keel covers in his books and reading them are completely different experiences and yes. like it's why paranormal podcasting works like you can listen to the same case covered by four different people if they're bringing four different perspectives to it and four different and, and they're taking away different things yeah that leads you to take away different things and like i don't know it's just interesting to me how much meat is on the bone of these like uh modern myths or whatever you want to call them like yeah you know myth, myth in the good way not the not true yeah, way, yeah of course overall yeah yeah personally i think the sociological value of the stories outweigh whether or not they're materially true or not by a mile. 100%. And I think the reason why they work so well in in audio is because it's a callback to to the way folklore was passed down for millennia, right? That oral tradition. Absolutely. That's the way these stories were told. When you listen to a podcast about, you know, skinwalkers, mm-hmm. that's the way those stories were told. Totally. Like, those stories were never meant to be written down. Nope. Ever. And it it feels different. It feels it feels more I don't know, I wanna say more primal. Like like you're really part of something. Totally. There's like a magic that is inherent in both the spoken and the written word, and I think they're both like really purposeful or can be used very purposefully and have uh, different end goals almost. Like I think yeah. the the when you're speaking and storytelling in an audio format, you can be more engaging. You can really get people hooked, and you can really like, especially when they're when it's a good storyteller you can lose yourself in it where when you're reading you might have to go reread that paragraph four times to really understand what the hell that experience are saying and then you're like oh shit i'm never going to forget that like you know like it's in there and like i mean it is why like people like john keel or like robert anton wilson these people that have humor and like can really write like they write like uh engagingly are what like the the books i go back to because they all say the same thing in my opinion like whether it's carl young or keel or anton but like all these guys are saying the same thing like they're all saying like different versions of it's just it's us interacting with something we don't understand and take away what you can that's good from it like that's kind of like where i and like i feel weird sometimes talking so positively about something a uh uh, a space that people have so many negative experiences in because again not an experiencer my uh, I, I can tell you my one ghost story. It's not very scary or like, you know, any, it's not even a ghost story. But yeah, I mean, like, it's not, I, I haven't had those experiences. So I sometimes feel bad and that, like, I'm kind of mining, like, positivity from other people's negativity in certain sure. ways. But sure. at yeah. the same time, I think that these are stories that, uh, for the most part, are stories that are meant to be taken out of what you want to take out of, like, any kind of folklore or fairy tale or myth anything that's been told like it's the same way like i 
once you draw something and put it out there, people are going to take anything away from it. It's not yours anymore. Like, I definitely yeah. believe in that. Once you put something out there, people interpret it, and it's theirs to interpret. Like, that's how it goes. But it's definitely weirder when it's your own personal life story. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I do I do feel that way sometimes. I, I always try when we cover, especially when we cover something that, like, deeply affected a person, right? Yes, yes. Um, always try to be super respectful about it. But there, there is something to that. It's especially if you read Kiel or Jacques Vallée or you know Robert Anton Wilson, things like that. There is like a positivity behind it, right? Because it's this concept that this phenomenon, this mystery is. It's almost like the human condition reflecting the universe, right? Exactly. It's like this this interaction that's just sewn into what it is to be a person yes that's the shit i love it's so much more magical than a bipedal ape in the woods absolutely and i think the absurdity and the humor are such a big part of it like you know i know there's like a the whole trickster thing's almost over played at this point and i don't even think about it in those terms but just like making jokes out of it is what it like or not making but like they're all just absurd jokes and like it really is if you can't pull the humor i've always been of the and maybe again it was the simpsons that raised me but if it's not funny then what's the point like if it's not going to be like like to be a very effective communicator i'm pretty sure humor is one of the biggest things that like you know is a tool in your tool belt that's going to get you there and i think people like john keel are amazing at wielding that to you know relay some really heavy ideas and like even out like ram das is a great example yes perfect he is just like when like when you listen to his lectures or read his books you're like oh this this is this guy like he talks about cosmic dick jokes and like you know like just like like all these things that are uh, i don't know without humor i feel like what's the point (laughs) like i think that's part of what what makes humans so special and like that weird kind of soft part that like you gotta find some humor in a big hairy ape walking around the woods that like is also i don't know like all the most ridiculous stuff is my favorite because of that humor aspect like whether it's like the pancake aliens in Wisconsin or the uh, um, the mincemeat pie fairies from the Christmas, like all that stuff is just so good because it is horrifying if it's actually happening to you, I'm sure. But like at the same time, it's hilarious. And like, it's exactly what I would expect from like interacting with a complete other entity. Like we, there's no point in trying (laughs) and trying to understand it. So might as well laugh at it. Yeah. I, I feel like, I, I don't know. I love those stories that are so wild that they feel absurdist, right? And it's, it yeah. almost gives you permission to make jokes and laugh about it because it's just so far from anything that most people would ever experience. And it rings tr- more true to me. It adds an air of authenticity to it, I really feel like. And I really feel like there's... Uh, when people talk about the connections between like the the Jacques Vallée idea of the different faces of the same experience and all of that humor is going to be a huge part of that because that experience is being shaped by culture and culture is always led by sex and humor like they're the two things that like you know define what people are into if 
and I think that's been true forever. I'm pretty like I don't really yeah, know. I'm not a historian yeah. for sure, but no. like I'm pretty I mean, sure in like the Middle Ages or like you know way back wherever, like it, that's always been the case. So humor, I think, is a much bigger part of this whole thing than uh, gets kind of uh, given credit to. Yeah, I mean, I think the three the three adjectives that motivate human beings, right, is sexy, scary, and funny. Absolutely. So, like, absolutely, that's, that's I, it. Yeah, that's it. And the phenomenon hits all three of those so hard. Yeah, I mean, like, absolutely. straight up, like, in every category from aliens to UFOs or to cryptids to ghosts, like, all of them have yep. sexual elements to humorous elements. And I don't know. It's definitely, it's one of those things that makes you, what I love about this type of stuff is it can give you that feeling of like being five and looking at the sky and all the stars for the first time being like oh i really small like i small like that's and like it's harder to get that as a 36 year old you know person trying Mm -hmm. to pay mortgage and all that stuff and like these stories can actually get you there or at least remind you to go stare at the sky for a little bit and like get that feeling again so yeah especially as like somebody who's just constantly is paid to essentially come up with things out of nowhere uh it's it's (laughs) huge for me like it really is i mean uh, the other way that i got back into a lot of this stuff is via like grant morrison and chaos magic his whole rant on chaos magic and discordianism and all that fun stuff so i definitely believe in his whole shtick that art artists are the last magicians and like we we are creating 2d realities to be lived in forever like that reality yeah. is as real as our 3d reality and all that good stuff so yeah but yeah no that's that's such a cool concept because honestly i mean artists are i mean it's alchemy right you're turning your thoughts into physical into like physical reality totally your artists really are magicians no absolutely and i love like I love the idea. Uh, Graham Morrison has a book called Super Gods that's really awesome, and a lot of it is the history of comics, which people get really bored and don't always finish the book. But the end of it is kind of all about like creating these worlds and then choosing the aspects of the worlds that you need. So he looks at it like, okay, today I need to be a, a detective, so I'm going to choose to be Batman, or today I need, right. you know, to be uh, most empathetic person in the world so i'm be superman or yeah whatever like i just love the idea of like creating these worlds in which you can pull aspects of it because you really can if you use those as like your uh your mask for the day utilize Mm -hmm. those abilities in a different way and i think that uh they all exist somewhere in 2d 3d whatever it's all the same (laughs) yeah absolutely speaking of comics before we wrap up why don't you tell the audience where to find you, what to um, what to look forward to from you? Awesome. Uh, well, thanks for having me. First off, yeah, this absolutely, has been a super blast. I'm uh, I'm really enjoying it. Um, all of my stuff is over at createmagicstudios.com. That has all the comics, the Patreon link, all that fun stuff. You, everything I do is pretty much posted on Instagram. It's at Todd D E eight five. Um, and that's also on the website and everything. So that's probably your Excellent. easiest part. And uh, yeah, Create Magic Pod is the podcast and it's on Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. So yeah, check it out. Also, links to everything will be in the description of the episode. So if you want to check Todd out, definitely just go down to the description and you'll have everything listed for you. Dude, thank you so much for doing this. This was, this was so much fun. 
thank you. It really was a blast. I uh, it's crazy that this is the first time I've talked to you not through Instagram direct message, and it feels like we've talked for you know a billion yeah. times before. And I guess yeah. it's funny with podcasts being on this end of it. Like you know, I feel like I've listened to you in my ear for hours at this point. So you definitely yeah. have that. I feel like I had an advantage. I, I knew a little bit more about you <laughs> than uh, <laughs> or felt like I had a relationship already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. It felt that way for me too, honestly. Oh. Like like talking to an old friend. Well, um, that's great to hear. Yeah, you're 100 percent welcome back anytime. Awesome. Anytime. Well, I'll definitely take you up on that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week, and it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. And if you want more, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. It's there you will find bonus content behind the scenes. We're just keeping up on our day to day and maybe some swag along the way. It is our way to show thanks for your support and do everything we can to provide you with as much content as possible. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. With that said, we want to get to know each and every one of you. So please come and check us out on all the socials at campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook at campfire T-O-T-S-A-U on Twitter and you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And lastly, we do have our merch store. You can find the link available on all of our social media or via our link tree. Show your support. Buy a shirt. Buy a sticker. Buy a blanket. Buy a pillow. Anything that you want to rep campfire tales of the strange and unsettling and that's it until next time i'm ryan i'm jordan and remember campers stay weird and and trust trust in the unknown. unknown